Every Jew visits Israel, goes to the Western Wall, right? To the Kotel. You were in Israel, right? Several times. Several times. And when you go to the wall, you put on film there with the Chabadniks by the, by the wall. And then many of them go to see the tunnels. You saw, you, were, you took a tour in the tunnels? Ir David? Yeah, in Ir David and the tunnels next to the, next to the wall. Mm-hmm. These tunnels started, the one who initiated was, at the, it, it was called the rabbi of the, of the wall, the rabbi of the Kotel. Mm-hmm. His name was Rabbi Getz. How he became the rabbi of the wall? In 1967, in Six Day War, his son was fighting in the old city and he was killed. Him. Because of that, he was buried around there and the family decided, the parents decided to come to live in Jerusalem to be close to their son's grave site. And he got the, the father, who was a rabbi from, from, uh, from Tunisia, from other places, he, he started to get involved. It was the wall was just conquered. Mm-hmm. Nothing was organized. It was one big balagan. It was chaos there. Then he started to organize things, to organize the services. And to, he was like a very energetic guy. Little by little, the Department of, uh, of, uh, of Religion came to him and told him, we want you to be the rabbi of the world. We need a rabbi. You're already involved. You're already doing things. You'll be the rabbi. That's how he became the rabbi of the synagogue of the world, like of everything. It was a big, it was a big operation. He made it into a big operation. Mm-hmm. In 1969, he started to, let's dig, he said, the, the wall, the, the wall that was like exposed was a very small wall. Mm-hmm. Now you go underneath there for the synagogue there. Yep. He started to dig it. He and another few guys, a few volunteers, at night just to dig with their, with their hands. Start to remove dirt. Because they knew that the, they saw, they knew that the wall goes much further, mm-hmm. and they, and they used to do it at night because they were afraid of the Arabs, afraid of the po- Israeli police, and little by little they started the digging until the government picked up an app and started to do it in an organized way, mm-hmm. and he pushed it and pushed it, and one day in 1971, he discovered a wall that he felt that if he breaks this wall, this will lead them to find the Ark of the Covenant. Now, Indiana Jones, there's a movie, right? What it's called about the... I think it's Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark. The Lost Ark, exactly, the Lost Ark, right? I think I've seen it. Yeah, everybody saw it, every Jew in America saw it. And it's all obsessed about, where, where is the Ark? And Ethiopia. Now when that was... Oh. The town, I don't know what the what what, what Indiana Jones decided. I don't but remember. I, think I, saw it's, I, think, I saw the movie 25 years Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a Spielberg movie. Yes, I think it is. In any case, then well, let's see what Judaism has to say about it. Where is the, where is the Ark? There's two opinions. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer said the Ark was exiled to Babylon together with the Jews. The Babylonian army came at one, one of the cycles. They, they took the ark with them to Babylon. Another rabbi, Rabbi Yudha ben Lokish says, Rabbi Yudha says, the ark was hidden in the tunnels underneath the Temple Mount. It's right there, dig, buried there. And the Talmud says a story 
And in the and once a, a high a priest was in, he was in one of the chambers of the temple, probably in the second temple, and he saw that one stone, one stone on the floor, one of the pieces, one of the stones is higher than the others. Mm-hmm. He said something is wrong there. I'm going to something is there. He went to call his friend, and to tell him that something is not right. Before he had a chance to tell him what happened, he died. And the people said, the Jews said at that time, this is the place where the Ark of the Covenant is buried, and God doesn't want anybody to go there. Then there is another story that Talmud says. One of the guys, there were two coins who were sitting there in this chamber with the, where they used to prepare the wood to put it on the altar. You have to put wood on the altar. Then the job was to, cl- to make sure that the wood has no uh, worms. Mm-hmm. Because you put on the altar, you have to put something clean for God. They were sitting there, and one guy, uh, is a sword or something, fell into a hole. And he went to look w- w- what's going on. A fire came out and burned them. That's why you see in the movie there is fire and it comes out from that. Yeah, yeah. It all comes from this story. Also from this story. In any case, that the Talmud says that it was in the temple, and they saw it, and there was a place there, and nobody, everybody is afraid to touch it. And you have two opinions in the Talmud. My man, this was a codifier. He took the side, the opinion, that the ark is buried in the, temp, in, in the temple mount. Hidden in, in, not buried, hidden in one of the tunnels in the temple mount. And he says what happened. He says, King Solomon, when he built the first temple, knew that one day the temple will be destroyed. And he prepared for it. And therefore he built a place, he built tunnels, will be a place to, to hide the temple, mm-hmm. to hide the ark. And that's where it, where it is. Now, Rabbi Getz, who started the tunnels, the, the digging, what really always has in his mind, what he was digging for, what he was looking for, he was looking for the Ark of the Covenant. He knows the Judaism believes that the Ark is right there. Somewhere, somewhere hidden there. And he found the wall, and he felt that according to his calculations, it was exactly the, where it was, would be facing the, the Holy of Holies, and this is underneath the lower level, the not in top of not under the mountain. It's going to be there. He wanted to break the wall to go to look for the Ark of Covenant, but he was afraid to make the decision. Right. No, it's like you're making a decision that can, can change history mm-hmm. or the world forever. Was, he was hanging around with this question for years. Then he decided to send a letter to the Rebbe. Okay. He heard about the Rebbe, he sent a letter to the Rebbe, what to do? The, very short time, a letter came back, it was in 1976. The Rebbe writes him, yeah, it was 1976, I him, I received your letter, I'll pray for you at my father-in-law's gravesite for all good things, all for bringing me good news, that one of them, including also, that the digging stopped completely, and not even in a place where it's considered the holy place, you're not in, because we are not allowed to enter holy, holy, holy places, because you are impure. And not even a place that's maybe a holy place, and not even a place that's maybe of maybe of maybe it's a holy place. Basically, don't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Then a year later, I think he got another letter from the Rebbe that's on the same topic. And the Rebbe had with him a nice relationship of letters. He was close. To him. He was upset, but if the Rebbe told him don't touch it, he knew it's the right idea. In 1981. He got the news, 
somehow they were in the middle of the digging, they broke a wall, a, a door was open to this place, to this direction. He was running there, he was so excited, he saw it, he wanted to go in, he was, he was crying that he's going to find the Ark of the Covenant, he was, he was all excited. And he started to go in, but it was full of water and mud, and he needed people to come and to clean it up. And he started to clean up very excitingly. And he started to clean it, and, and it was a secret. But, you know, I told you only secret, and he told them only in secret, and he told them only in secret. Before long it was on the news, the moment it was on the news, the Arab world went crazy. One day he gets a phone call, there is many Arabs in this, in this digging place. He comes, he sees many angry, angry Arab guys, Muslim guys, with, uh, with um, metal pieces, you know, everything that he could find to come in. He was by himself there. He had a gun. He took out the gun, he says, guys, don't move, don't, don't start a fight here. Suddenly, Shiva students came. They came, the Arabs came, and they started to peel cement, and they closed up the whole thing. They couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Not only this, the Israeli government said to close up on the, on the, on the, on the Jewish side. Yeah. We don't need a war, we don't need a World War III for this. Right. And the whole idea of finding the Ark of the Covenant was gone. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, why Solomon built build a place for the Ark of the Covenant. The whole purpose of the temple, what makes the temple holy, is really the Ark of the Covenant. It was, the two tablets are inside. That's what you got from God. King Solomon knew that it's going to be destroyed. He, then he bought, he built for the Ark of the Covenant not one place, the Holy of Holies, to put it, he, he built two places, one upstairs and one downstairs. To begin with, when he built, the, he built the temple, he built two spots for the Ark of the Covenant. It's not that he was hiding it. He says, we can have it in the upstairs, be nice and fine. But if the enemies come and destroy the temple, they don't really destroy it. The temple is still there. As long as the Ark of the Covenant is downstairs, this temple is still here, you understand? It's never, it was never gone. And therefore, we see a very interesting phenomenon. And who, and who put it in the, in the in downstairs? It was a king 350 years after, more 370 years after King Solomon, Solomon uh, built the temple. He knew it was good times in his time, but he already saw the future. And he called, he called the Kohens and he told them, take the ark from this place and put them downstairs in the other designated place for the ark. Not hiding it, the designated place for the house to begin with. You know, you see a very interesting phenomenon. Anybody goes to Israel, the first time you go to many archaeological places, you go to Metzada, you go to Caesarea, you go to the Kotel, to the wall. The second time, nobody runs to Metzada. Mm-hmm. Climbing Metzada once is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Caesarea, if you want to go on the beach, but to the wall, people go again and again and again. You know why? Because it's not an archaeological site. It's a place that's holy. Not that it was holy once upon a time. It's a place that's holy today. Mm-hmm. The Ark of the Covenant is there. And this Ark of the Covenant is a magnet that draws the Jews and nuns and non-Jews to come and to pray to this place. Because this is the gate to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's what's unique about this place. 
Why I'm talking to you about the Ark of the Covenant? We are now in the three weeks, you know, between 17 of Tammuz, getting up to t- towards Tishib, or building up towards Tishib, who is the day of the destruction of the first temple and the second temple. During this time, we are mourning the temple, but more important, the Rebbe encouraged to, we should learn about the temple. Because by learning about it, it's like building it, it's like, like talking about it, like making it more present. The most important, we, we are not mourning, that the, the temple was destroyed, but the most important thing was not destroyed. Really, 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 the temple was never destroyed. By the second temple, you know, they did not have the Ark and the Covenant in the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. Because they never, it was somewhere there. But it was there. It's not like you're coming to empty place and you're pretending to have a temple. The most important ingredient of the temple, it was there. Right. It doesn't matter if there's a building. Exactly. So no, no building. What's the message to us? A Jew sometimes, he has an outside and an inside. A top floor and bottom floor. The outside sometimes looks a little destroyed. <laughs> but deep down, there is the Ark of the Covenant with two tablets. You know, the letters of the two ta- in the, in the, uh, the Ten Commandments and the tablets were engraved. Mm-hmm. Every Jew has an Izzat, the Judaism engraved in Izzat. Then maybe outside it looks like uh, not, so, not so temple-ish. But deep down, he has the Ark of the Covenant, it's hidden, it's designated, designated place, it's there, it was never destroyed. It was always untouched. 